Thanks for joining me for another episode of Accented. This series is based on conversations with real people who all have different English accents. You get to hear really cool stories and listen to how people enunciate their words. On today's episode, you'll be hearing from Leo Paul, who has a French accent, and he's also my husband. Hello, welcome to another episode of Accented. Thanks for joining me once again. Now, today's episode is a little bit different. I've been meaning to interview my husband as he's been speaking English for about 12 years now, has lived in Australia and has worked there. And now we're back in his home country in France and he's never lost his accent. And I want to chat to him about that, why he hasn't tried to lose his accent, because I have a lot of people who really don't want their accent known when they're speaking. So without further ado, I'm going to start chatting to Leo Paul. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Accented. I am outdoors, as you can probably hear, and it's the first time that I'm interviewing somebody face to face, and it is my husband, Leo Paul. And I should have had him on the show earlier because he's a great example of someone having an accent. Uh, he is French, he's a civil engineer, and when we met, his English was quite poor. I would say he's bilingual now. So welcome to the show, Leo Paul. Yeah, thank you to have me uh, on the show, Kimberly. Uh, and indeed, I was, uh, I was uh, waiting for the invitation uh, uh, to thank you for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, maybe I just thought you would eventually lose your accent, so I never had you on ah. the show. But uh, <laughs> you've never lost this French accent. So why is it that uh, you have such a thick French accent? Or oh, you haven't, because a lot of students ask me, how can I get rid of my accent? Why have you not tried to get rid of this accent? I think the first thing is that I have never bothered um, because for me, English is a way to communicate. Um, and as long as people understand me and that I understand people, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Um, and uh, so that, that's probably the first reason. So I don't really feel uh, uh, a need to lose this accent. Um, and, and, and the second reason is that I think it's, it's an asset to have a, an accent, French accent. <laughs> oh, we, French, we, uh, a French uh, accent particularly. It may, maybe if I had a German or Russian <laughs> accent, I would have lost it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a joke. But um, uh, no offense to anyone. But uh, I, I think, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an asset uh, in the way that in my field, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an engineer. Um, in my field, we have very complex situations with very complex problems. And quite often, um, people just explain the problem, define a solution, and they feel that it's, it's all right. But having someone from a different background um, enables the questioning of the problems or the solution. And, and I think it triggers 
uh, a lot of things that wouldn't be um, wouldn't be there uh, if I didn't have an accent, if I was not a second language speaker. Uh, for example, you're in a meeting and you know someone says, "Oh, this is I want that kind of thing," uh, and this is how I think I should resolve it. Um, and what what you what you what you understand quite well when you are second 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 language speaker that uh, actually. Um, when you question the, the, the question or the response, there are sometimes uh, subtle differences in, in the way people interpret it. And because you are a second language speaker, uh, you will interrogate that a lot more easily. And, um, and, and the people will, they will forgive you. They will forgive the fact that uh, uh, you ask the questions, sometimes stupid questions, but stupid questions are most often the, the best one because uh, they, they trigger something else. They trigger some more uh, discussions and, uh, and 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 I think it's helped me a lot in my uh, in my career today and uh, that's why also I want to keep it I want to keep it because I want to be able to um, to trigger those discussions and to keep uh, enabling uh, progress in in uh, in my field I don't think as well you're consciously trying to keep your accent I do hear that it has toned down a yeah, lot probably with the use but uh, I don't. I, I, I have friends, you know, trying to. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure if they try or not, but they really lose their accents. They really, um, and and you you couldn't you couldn't see that they are French or from any from any background. And sometimes they just feel in a situation, and they are like you know uh, like the other people around the table. Um, I like to be a bit different. I like it. Yeah, and and I hear that, and I hear that you're starting to pick up a bit of the Aussie accent with yeah. some of the words that you use. Yeah, it's with a lot of proudness that I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to speak Aussie oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are sitting here in France and, and I guess with all this background noise that you're hearing, we're camping in the Alps. Uh, well, it is a very beautiful spot. I'm reluctantly camping. Uh, this is something Leo used to do as a child and he like would like to relive those memories with Not our children relive. no <laughs> <laughs> i just think that it's a nice place it's a nice way to travel and experience different things i'm, I'm very i really like to experience different kind of, of things and you know i i, I like uh, hotels like beautiful hotels i like i like uh, camping i like uh, you know uh, uh, staying at friends, uh, I like every single experience, and, uh, and and that's why I bring you here because I think it's a nice experience and it's something different. It is. It's it is uh, beautiful here. Uh, don't get me wrong. I just mm. don't know if camping is my cup of tea. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Since I did bring my microphones, I have noticed while we're camping here that there are so many different English accents. And it's interesting because English obviously seems to be the key language between many other languages. So if you're from Germany or you're from France and you're here, I guess usually people would communicate in English because that seems to be the most common language. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in France and, and French people, they don't really like to speak another language. Uh, you know, they even in France, I think we are speaking. Uh, more and more English and that's because that's just because it's uh, the worldwide language uh, I think the French I'm very very uh, attached uh, and uh, I, I have a big connections with uh, the French language but um, 
you have to admit that uh, English is, uh, if you are with someone from another background, English is a way to communicate. And it's not the language most spoken in the world, it's probably I don't know, Mandarin, I will say, or something like that. Uh, but it is definitely the language that you use if you want to uh, experience different, um, if, if, if you travel, uh, if, you, if you see some different kind of people. Uh, and, uh, and, and even in France, uh, where we are very bad in languages in general, we are trying to be better and better here. So yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of people are coming in this area. Uh, France is a very uh, touristic place, and uh, for sure we have people from uh, England. Or, but but even people from the Eastern Europe, they will speak English coming in France. They wouldn't they wouldn't speak uh, French or they wouldn't speak German. Uh, yeah, they will speak English. I was reading a book in English as I was going to the bathroom just before, and I noticed that a woman asked me a question in English, um, and obviously she wasn't. Uh, a native speaker so um, yeah it's a way to communicate it's a bit like what was maybe Greek uh, in the antiquity it's ma maybe a bit like what what is uh, Mandarin around the um, uh, Southeast Asia uh, and, and especially was uh, last century I mean it's, uh, it's 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 really something like that it's a it's a it's, it's a language that is it's a tool that is used to communicate you know, people, they need to communicate anyway, uh, and standards, I think, they appear in any, in any, you know, they appear. And because there is so many contacts between people in those days, they need to be one language. And I think maybe history made it, made it English. Maybe it could have been something else, but uh, it is English. That's a fact. So how important is it to use English in your job? No, oh, it's... it's Paramount. It's uh, it's very very important. It's uh, um, I think you know whether you are talking about um, uh, the job that you are doing uh, on site uh, because you are doing generally like big infrastructures. Um, you will have to you will have to speak English because you have people from all different background, whether they are workers or uh, suppliers or subcontractors um, it's it's an international business so you make they you make them come from far away and uh, and they come and they do the, they do the job so uh, you need to communicate and you surely communicate in uh, in English um, so it's it's very important for that it's also important also to be uh, up to date with uh, with your field and uh, most of the scientific um, uh, Documentation is, is in English, so you need to be able to speak it. Even even the French norms, you know, uh, they will be translated in English for people that uh, don't understand French. Um, so yeah, you need to you need to speak English uh, in, in this field. Um, and uh, and I think it's also a very good tool for you to uh, be able to uh, go overseas because uh, generally projects are can be anywhere uh, and. Uh, People can stay in their in their country. They can do it. They can have a career in their country. That's completely possible. But you have a lot of people that uh, uh, leave leave their country and, and have an experience, whether it's a, a world career or a couple of years uh, in another country, such as I don't know, Asia is always booming. Um, Australia is is, is booming. Uh, the Middle East um, and uh, or, or North America. Maybe if you are going to South America. Maybe it's a bit different. Spanish is very strong there. I'm not sure. I've never I've never worked there. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, worldwide, 
uh, yeah, you need to speak English. It's interesting you, you have said that because I work for a Spanish edtech company and I've noticed that in Latin America a lot of my colleagues are fluent in English. So, and I, I'm not aware of um, Latin America either. I've never visited. Maybe that's something or somewhere we should go. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, as I was saying, I'm keen for an experience. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, what have you found living in Australia? So, you were taught English at school and then you came to Australia mm. because I made you come with me. Yeah. And what did you find when you came to Australia? So, I think it was, it was, it was very hard. First, because I was used to speak with you, so, you know, uh, it's a kind of, uh, I don't know, conversation where, uh, like typically a conversation that you have between two persons that, you know, like conversations. And then you go into working in, um, in an environment where everyone speaks uh, English very well first and, and I was probably less skilled in English at the time and I so I, so I come and, and, and I'm in engineering where there is heaps of acronyms um, there is people with very thick Austrian accent very you know um, like workers you know people really you know uh, uh, and they don't make the effort to speak differently and, and they couldn't anyway and I'm not expecting them to make an effort for me and I shouldn't. So uh, it was very hard in the first two or three months I had headaches and it was it was hard for me to adapt and uh, maybe I didn't tell you but uh, it was, it, <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was really hard it was really hard from you know I was doing a lot of uh, I was thinking a lot I was you know focusing a lot and finally little by little you get used to it and, and you just you know the acronyms you make a list of acronyms and you go back to it and, and you learn them and and you learn the the accent the culture learn a lot of things and uh, yeah no i wouldn't have any issue and sometimes it's hard for me to work in the french environment now <laughs> <laughs> you've now come back to france and it's been six months working here has it been hard to adapt? Um, yeah, but not for language reason. I think it, it was more the. It's it's more the. You get used to a culture, and and the French culture is very different to the Austrian one. So it's always you know you always have to adapt again. It's been difficult, but I think now with my. Aussie flair, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm different and I'm more laid back, <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm better, uh, I'm better in, uh, in, in uh, managing that and I think uh, maybe if, if we stayed in another country, um, maybe like the, the US or, or England, I think it would have been more difficult to come back here now with my experience and, and my, yeah, the, the way I'm, I'm Australian as well, uh, thanks to you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm coping quite well. Well, that's good. I guess you're enjoying the food here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the yeah, cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our food is uh, incredible. Um, what, what is incredible here in Europe, not, not only in France, compared to Australia, is 
the taste of vegetables and fruits my god what it's not it's not the same uh, i love it i love a good strawberry peach or anything like that i do like uh, stone fruits as well yeah. okay on arrive so leo paul thank you for coming onto the show i know that i will get you on again because you are very interesting to listen yeah. to and you have a lot of good insights <laughs> as a second language Look, speaker. It's, <laughs> it's maybe not so practical here uh, and, and in face-to-face -face you must feel very different because I don't think an interview is the same when it's face-to-face -face, uh, compared to when, when it's uh, uh, online or over the phone. So, And when we have children calling out to us to come and help them. Exactly. I know, I guess we're just trying to uh, fit everything into our busy schedule mm. and yeah. trying to get an episode out as I promised uh, the audience that I would on the 15th and 30th of each month. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Leo. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you and no doubt I'll have you on very soon. No, thank you for having me and uh, it would be a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon. <laughs>